It is a special bonus edition of Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Happy to come to you for a second time on Tuesday because it means Joe Maurer has been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, getting that word officially on Tuesday, uh, right around 5.30, 5.20 it happened, got the official word that he is part of a three-member class that will be enshrined in Cooperstown in July and what what an honor! Just what a what a career, what a journey, what a story! Everybody knows it. It feels like it's almost a cliche because it's so perfect. Almost, um, you know, the the hometown kid drafted by the hometown team plays his entire career here. Yes, everything doesn't go exactly according to plan late in the career. Injury problems, concussions, moves to first base, but. The storybook nature of having a career that becomes a first ballot Hall of Fame career. We cannot overlook just the specialness of that and what this moment must mean to the Maurer family. Um, just, a, just an unbelievable honor for Joe Maurer. You know, it's moments like these that it's almost hard to remember how polarizing part of Maurer's career was, right? And that's something I'm going to get into with Lavelle Enil third Star Tribune columnist. He'll join me here in just a few minutes. But the, the fact that it was so controversial that Joe Maurer didn't hit enough home runs or that, you know, the Twins didn't win enough or didn't win at all in the playoffs. There were there were things that were were put on Joe Maurer's plate, so to speak, that were probably unfair at the time and maybe caused us to view his career in real time through a lens that was obscured. You know, he kind of came into prominence right as, you know, social media, Twitter was becoming a big, big thing, like gave rise to the voices of critics, gave rise, you know, newspaper, online comments, things like that. If he was a generation ago, I think maybe he is perceived a lot differently. That is That said, you can tell by the reaction today, you can tell by the reaction on social media, you can tell by the reaction from the baseball world at large that he had such a, a huge amount of respect that the vast majority of people, it was, it was a small, quiet minority that was questioning him along, along the way. The vast majority of people respected his career, respected his greatness, and that was you know the results that you saw in the voting. Now, the voting itself was interesting to me. We've been following along on the Hall of Fame tracker for quite a while, and I, I said you know said on this morning show it almost felt anticlimactic because you could tell from where he was in the voting that it was a virtual lock. He was on like 83.5% of ballots, and then you know 57% of those ballots were known by the time this announcement was made. It felt like he was a cinch, and he did get in, but the final tally, he got 76.1% of the vote, which means that a lot of people who didn't vote for him were obviously not part of the public-facing uh, show-us-your-ballots crowd. Now, you know, this, it, these things tend to go down after, you know, after the after the, after the tracker, you know, the, the tracker number is usually, you know, four points or so higher than the final number. But his number was 7.4 points lower than he was tracking. He made it by four votes. Four votes got him into the Baseball Hall of Fame. That, that, nothing to take away from that. Just interesting. I thought the margin would be much more comfortable. Thought he'd be right around 80% 
based on how the tracker looks. 79%, 80%, you know, not not a slam dunk, not Adrian Beltre numbers. He got like 95% of the vote, one of the three members of the class, including Maurer and Todd Helton. But I thought Maurer, based on what we were seeing, everything we were hearing would be much more comfortable. Now, at the end of the day, all that matters is you got in. All that matters is he's there First ballot Hall of Famer, which is an unbelievable distinction. Only three catchers all time. First ballot Hall of Famers, Joe Maurer, Johnny Bench, and Pudge Rodriguez. Those are your three that got in on the first ballot. That is an incredible distinction for Joe Maurer. You know, and the MLB Network folks spent a decent time of the pre-announcement show kind of debating the Maurer candidacy, talking about, you know, he didn't play all that many games at catcher relative to a lot of the other Hall of Famers. I think only one Hall of Famer who played over 100 years ago played fewer games at catcher and got in as a catcher, kind of debating you know, his stats, counting numbers, batting average versus this, that, and the other thing. Bottom line is that Joe Maurer did enough, more than enough, to be qualified and to be voted in as a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Huge day in Minnesota sports and a huge day, obviously, for Joe Maurer. Grand Casino would like to take a moment and salute the true football fan. The passion. The hope. The anticipation. That incomparable feeling of winning. Grand Casino would also like to take a moment to remind you that you can find all that anticipation, thrill, and winning at Grand Casino. Grand Casino. Let your story begin. Royal Credit Union's smart checking accounts offer no monthly fees and no minimum balance. Enjoy financial freedom when you open your Royal Credit Union smart checking account online at rcu.org slash go checking. Insured by NCUA. As promised on this special edition of Daily Delivery, I have Lavelle E. Neal III here, Star Tribune columnist, longtime Twins beat writer, covered, gosh, Lavelle, the, the entirety of the Maurer era, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, you see, he was drafted in 01. I think he was in the majors by 04. Yes. So, yeah, that's uh, and he retired after the 2019 season. 2018, I think. 2018, 2018 sorry. Yes. Yeah, because 2019 was a bomber squad. Correct. That- that was one of the more disappointing things. Uh, if he was able to just play one more season, yes. he would have been in front of all those bomba squatters. Yes. He probably would have scored 100 runs. Might have scored 300 runs. Prime Mauer would have scored 300 runs. And it is Prime Mauer that got him into the Baseball Hall of Fame, elected first ballot, um, getting that news just a little while ago. Lavelle, your thoughts, just kind of just this whole process and now that he's in. Um, it's amazing. I, I I remember, you know, it's funny when you I'm right about this for tomorrow, too. When you um, when you get to like the end of something or the destination of something, you you kind of go back to how things began. You know, and I still remember Maurer wearing number 70, 79 in his first major league spring training camp, you know, and belting line drives all over the ballpark with Justin Morneau. We're like, these guys are going to be really good. You know, we didn't know how good Joe was going to be. Um, but it was pretty obvious at the beginning that he was going to be a high impact player. Uh, too bad he didn't hit for more power. He was threatening too early in his career. Uh, he had 13 homers his rookie year, but that knee injury kind of uh, took the wind out of his sails a little bit. Um, and of course the, the unfortunate concussion um, forced him to first base. I, I just I, the whole totality of the thing is that 
first of all, he's a nice guy. He comes from a great family. Um, he's done St. Paul proud, you know, Mauder, Winfield, uh, uh, Jack Morris and now Maurer are all in the Hall of Fame. And Maurer is the only one who did it with uh, as an original twin. The other guys came in from other teams and ended up playing with the twins for a couple of years. But Maurer was draft, draft born in St. Paul, drafted by the twins, plays all year, his entire career with the twins. Um, his prowess as a catcher has gone on mat, uh, un, unmatched during his, uh, during his heyday. Could control the running game, powerful arm. Great at the plate, unique approach. Um, didn't mind starting at bats at 02 and then hitting the line drive to left field. I mean, that was his thing. He did it better than anyone else. Um, MVP in 2009. And the thing is, he didn't change as a person. He's always the same nonplussed, reserved guy who really wasn't boisterous, never caused controversy. You know, not, not with his words, more for being – Unfortunately, his he with some injuries during his career and the, and the concussions, but never said or did anything that was controversial. Um, so I mean, it's he's a hometown hero, and uh, it's really cool for uh, the Twin Cities to to see Joe get this. Just the third catcher ever to be elected on his first ballot. That's amazing, and I you know I thought there at the beginning you know when he retired and as the first few years of his retirement went on and, you know, inevitably we got the discussion of, you know, is Joe Maurer a Hall of Famer? I thought there was a, a discussion flat out to be had on that, just because I worried that the latter stages of his career, you know, after the concussion problems, after the move to first base, that people would remember that more than just the sustained excellence, dominance from, you know, really like 2006 through, you know, mostly 2012, 13. He was, he was great in almost all those years and superhuman in 2009. I worried about that. I worried that he didn't have the postseason moments that someone like a Kirby Puckett had, but when it came down to it, the voters just said, no, this guy is, is flat out, not just a hall of famer, a first ballot hall of famer. Did that surprise you? Uh, a little bit. I thought he was going to get in for sure. Um, and you know, this goes back two, three years having conversations with other right writers about Maurer, and they're like, We're willing to look over, overlook the five years as a first baseman and focus on his 10 as a catcher. And I was like, Well, if you guys do that, then he's a Hall of Famer, you know. Um, that run he had was was amazing, only catcher to win three batting titles. Um, all the accolades he he had during that run, uh, he's definitely a, a Hall of Famer. The whole championship thing is a hard topic for me that goes on in sports especially in the nba it seems like who's got rings yeah ends up being thrown into the conversation more than any other sport um i don't know it's not fair to like ernie banks and some other guys who <laughs> never had a chance you know uh uh to uh to have glory and as jim swam pointed out today you know the narrative on mauer could have been rewritten if phil cuzzy just calls his drop his double down the left field line in the postseason fair who knows what would happen? History could have ah, been rewritten for Lavelle, that. Well, they got the <laughs> they hit the bases loaded with nobody out that inning anyway, and they still didn't score. I, I I'm I I've I've done I'm done with that revisionist history. Everything else you're saying though, I'm I'm buying. I'm 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 into that. I'm into what you're saying. He did not get glory because of a mistake by an umpire. That could have changed everything. He still hit a single. They still loaded the bases. Anyway, this is not a this is not a Phil Cuzzy um, trashing podcast. But I, I hear what you're saying. Like maybe that inning is different. That's that's entirely possible. Maybe it changes the tenor of the inning. 
Um, the fact is, they just still had bases loaded, nobody out, and didn't score. That was they could have. They may have may have sent them on the way to win a game, so that eighteen game winning streak never yes, would have never gotten to eighteen. True. That's true. They should have won that game anyway. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, he you know ten postseason games he doesn't win, but that's not his fault, right? Like he didn't have great postseason numbers, but those teams just like ran up against better competition. What the voters obviously looked at was a guy who was just dominant for long enough at a unique enough position that this oh this honor is bestowed upon him yeah and you know they have a history the voters have a history of smiling upon gnomes who've had careers shortened because of injury yeah. uh sandy colfax is one kirby puckett is another another that argument should have been extended to tony oliva uh but he at least he eventually got in through the veterans committee but They've looked favorably on players whose best year, as long as they've had like several years of dominance. And then uh, if they do have a, a, a debilitating injury, they've not held it against them too much. And it looks like the the voters have done that in this case. So, I mean, I, I applaud them. I thought Maurer were getting in maybe second or third ballot. I didn't, I didn't think uh, first ballot. And th- this is an exciting day uh, for uh, twins fans everywhere, you know, not just the Twin Cities, but wherever there's a Twins fan, they should be happy that they saw. I mean, I keep thinking, I, I keep getting like these flashes of Joe Mars' career, and the the latest flashes, how people would sit in their seats. It's like nine forty five. Uh, it's like the seventh or eighth inning, and like fans are like, oh, we got our kids, we got to get them home, put them in bed. Wait, Mars coming up, you know, and so they would always hang around, you know, up until like ten ten oh five to see that last mile at bat. And if you made it out or if the inning edit, you saw thousands of people get up and just walk out of, out of the stadium. He, he was a draw and people want to hang around and watch him. And, you know, kudos to the, the Maurer family. Um, I'm, I, I'm going to have a book published in June on the history of the twins. And looking back at Maurer, I was determined to find the first uh, time he was mentioned in the star tribune in a story I think it was like his sophomore year in high school. He was playing basketball. Like he yeah. scored 20 points Great in the game. Hall. Yeah. But up until that point, I started seeing Mowers, names of Mowers in like hockey box scores in high school games. So there's a hockey playing side to the family. And we also know there's a refereeing side yes. with Ken Mauer. So it's a proud sports family. And uh, I, I can only imagine what it was going to be like in Cooperstown on July 21st. It's going to be a mass humanity for the guy few more things for you before we let you go. Um, one, like you said, he's he was never a controversial figure. He maybe didn't fully let people into his life, even you know, even those who knew him really well in, in the media. But I do have to ask you, as someone who probably knew him about as well as anybody, do you have Maurer stories or Maurer remembrances that that stand out from you know those so many years of of covering him? <laughs> uh a couple, a couple. Um, the day that CCO, wait a minute, was it CCO? Took over Twins. No, when KSTP took over the Twins. Yeah. Uh, the years that the, the Twins came to KSTP, um, they had Mara on to announce their great acquisition, you know. Uh-huh. And Rookie uh, <laughs> was the sidekick on the show. Yeah. And he immediately starts blistering Mara for uh, – Attempting a cross field pass instead of running for a first down in the Cretan 
Eden Prairie uh, football prep bowl of like the late nineties. Yeah. Two thousands. Yeah. Hours last year. And so I'm listening to this as I'm driving into the stadium. It's at the Metrodome. I get there, I get in the clubhouse. I see Joe. I said, Joe, I can't believe, I can't believe rookie uh, went at you like that. (laughs) And Joe's like, yeah, that was, it was kind of, it was kind of strange, wasn't it? (laughs) And there was a pause and you go, you know what? Everybody says I should have ran for a first down there. I just didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I never knew that story. That's good. That's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, he is a. Uh, uh, it was and talk. You know, talking to um, his family through the years, Bill and Jake, and uh, of course Mauer's father, Jake. Uh, Jake always called me Lavelli. He saw the e at the end. He never could say Lavelle. It was Lavelli, and that was fine. I. Stop correcting him after three or four years and just let it roll. You know, he's just like, thank you, Mr. Mauer. Nice to see you too. It was a neat, it was a neat family, you know? And like, I even knew, even knew like his wife's side of the family, the Bazans from, from running to him around uh, St. Paul. And the crazy thing is uh, the Bazans family now manages the townhome community I live in, which is crazy. Oh, funny. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, it's the connections and it's the, the whole you know, St. Paul thing. His daughters go to the same grade school as a mother went to, and uh, it's just, I just, just happy for the guy. He's a good guy. Everybody yeah, likes him. He, he is. He, had, he was born with the baseball gene and the nice guy gene, and I think that both being great at both helped him get into the hall. I remember seeing him. At, it was like at a birthday party at like a low key bar in St. Paul. It was just like several years ago when he was still playing, and it just seemed like he was just like blending. It wasn't like. Like people were like, oh, that's Joe Maurer. But he was just like, he was just there as himself, hanging out with friends. Like he, you're right. He was larger than life, but never bigger than, you know, he he just didn't, didn't ever want to command that or be, he didn't ever want to be larger than life, even if, even if he was. And I guess maybe that leads to my final thought. Like did, you know, did his, because of his presence, because it was so steady and so great for so long, do you feel like we did we not fully appreciate it or did not, did not enough people fully appreciate it as it was happening? Did we kind of take it for granted? Cause I'm feeling a little bit of that right now. Like, man, there was, there was greatness in our midst for so long and maybe we took it for granted for a while. Oh, I think so. I think, I mean, leading up to this announcement uh, on Twitter, people were like, he's not, he's not a hall of famer. He never hit for power. Uh, how many championships did he win? He was terrible in the postseason. I mean, uh, always looking at the, at the, what he couldn't do instead of focusing on what he could do, which is uh, make pitchers feel bad because they would, he would, they would get him on the ropes 0-2 and still lose the at-bat. I mean, that was Joe Maurer's, the epitome of Maurer. Um, focusing what you can do, um, ignore what he can't do. And he was the fulcrum of the Twins offense for several years. Well said, Lavelle. Appreciate it. Um, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me.